0: alongside my friend Fox, the 165th episode of Space Dinner 2000. Yeah. Why? Because we've got to do it, man. <laughs> we, we That uh that witch in the forest cursed us, and so we have to continue doing this podcast, oh, where God. we try to make sense of the UK's home
1: galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of frogs at a time. We're so lucky that, you know, there was once a third co-host for this. He stared in the other direction while we were looking for him in that house. And we got spooked and cursed. He got to walk away scot-free.
0: Yeah, well, he had his
1: own problems, so whatever.
0: Uh, This episode we're covering... I'm doing the intro. We're covering 2000 AD for May and June of 1987. Progs 523 to 526. This time, Anderson and Hershey fight the wolf, Dread fights rats and raggedy men, Rogue fights for his life, Torquemada fights the past, and Mean Team fights a bunch of weirdos. Also, DR and Quinch are back to give
1: advice. Man, I would have also accepted uh, Mean Team fights itself and has struggled to stay important.
0: You know, I mean, it's a whole thing with this
1: Mean Team. (laughs) We'll get to it here. God, cool people blew up. and Well, whatever. We'll get there anyway. Yeah. If you want to re- read along with us, you'll find the characters
0: we're covering today and Judge Dredd, the complete case files. Eleven, we're on to a new case file, Fox. Mm. Uh- Strontium Dog Agency Files 4, Judge Anderson the sci Files Volume 1, Nemesis the Warlock Volume 2, Rogue Trooper Tales of New Earth 3, The Complete DR and Quinch and 2080 Extreme Edition 22 and 25. Ah, uh, snap. That's a lot of bucks. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're sort of, you know, doing a doing a reboot here so there's a, a couple things ending and then starting this time, so you That's know. That's pretty fair sort of ends up being a lot there's like nine nine thrills this week I, I believe oof oof! how will we ever get through it conrad i mean i guess we'll start at the beginning with us a... through one anderson side
1: vision oh man you know what i hate worse uh than a uh weird tasting alcoholic beverage so one I that's drugged yeah, and I hope it's not being dominated by a by a crazy psych uh, psychic lady. I I'm mean, into if, that I was gonna say if <laughs> I, if ever if ever there's like the the drug you want to take, I guess is that suddenly it's the one that apparates a fucking dom to just start kicking you in the face with her heels. It's so bizarre. It's about time, I say. Uh, script robot
0: John Wagner and Alan Grant, to Stevie Grover. Art robot Barry Kitson and Will Simpson. letter robot Steve Potter.
1: Someone's a Wonder Woman fan.
0: Yeah. Last week, Fox,
1: sexy psychic
0: sleeper agent Glennie Maxworth manipulated isocube Judge Ballard back to her apartment and offered some soy gin that was dosed with AFD Star 7. Oh, oh my God.
1: That' Not it's that a, stuff. That's hardcore. Yeah. It's a
0: powerful hypnotic she's going to use to manipulate him. Hypnotic After,
1: red as, like, what, hallucinogenic?
0: Yeah. You know something i mean i i feel like it it, it it hypnotizes you because you're hallucinating maybe
1: i don't know it how feels how that work. way because she yeah. definitely didn't have one set of clothes on and then she completely went through a wardrobe change
0: yeah de- well i mean part of that could be the psychic powers or something like that um God. but yeah she 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 beats him around a little bit again sort of some sexy jump kicks and stuff and, that, and a as-
1: horse crop just waiting yeah
0: yeah ballard crumples to the ground and sees uh mexworth as like a dom in a dominatrix outfit and things are getting very dark phoenix here the comic version just Oof. because suddenly there's a lot of psychic powers and uh ladies in thigh high boots and uh and, and and leather teddies and stuff
1: yeah it's uh. really they went uh someone had a good time yeah well i mean this is part
0: of like Two thousand AD B be being more grown up, I guess. This or you know, quote unquote grown up, in that we're now appealing to thirteen year olds instead of eight eight year olds. You I, you know, st- I
1: guess them strong with with yeah. like some uh, some domination culture.
0: Definitely. Ballard's a worm, and if he wants to worship Mexworth, he'll have to earn it by giving a pill to prisoner twenty one seventy-four. Ooh, I wonder who that is. And he kisses her boot in gratitude. Uh, Oh, man. Mm. (laughs) Meanwhile, med techs are working on Anderson as Chief Judge Silver looks on. Anderson will be okay. And Silver orders Psy Division to find her attackers and guard her from further attack. You know, as you do. At the same time, Glenny gets a phone call and uh, Josh and Anna, the assassins from last episode, um, are like, oh, like our, our, we didn't manage to kill Anderson. And they got to use phones because now side vision has been tipped off at their size. So they can't like just telepath everywhere or they'll be picked up. Oh. Um, Anderson must be killed, though. So uh, Glennie tells them to do it tonight. For tomorrow, the wolf runs free and Mega City One will bay.
1: It's the Curse of the whoa.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I think it's around the same budget as that movie, for sure. Oh, big time. <laughs> at, uh, at 04.13 in the morning, a car pulls up at a parking lot near the Justice Central. The couple inside lament their lost home, but then get their mm. revenge.
1: Oh man! So now, do, do bubble or use your psychic bubble to protect me while I do uh looking around with my psychic powers.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the uh yeah, Josh is uh, pulling aggro while um Anna uses her uh is on DPS in the psychic a psychic fight. <laughs> Perfect. She reaches out on a psychic probe into Anderson's hospital room. Works her powers on the side judge watching Anderson, making him think he's in a dark dungeon full of gross slime and a deadly beast. The oh beast is God. Anderson. Shooter, uh-huh.
1: this is <laughs> shooter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but before he can, the car in the parking lot is accosted by some Mega City One perps. Oh, geez, man, he's not street hoodlums. They're the worst. The side judge comes to, realizes what almost happens, and calls it in. And from inside their car, the couple just
1: start shooting out at these muggers and roll out. Oh, I mean, you know, that's they're just gonna die. That's what I figured at this point. Yeah. When you're ever in a mega city chase against a judge, there's uh, there's really only one outcome. It's pretty bad.
0: Plus, it's hard to like lose the judges when it's real visi- When you're real visible, because you just shot out the windshield of your car <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> So, uh, Judge Judge Virgil is in pursuit of these perps. He follows oh, the couple. I love this joke. Yeah, he follows the couple down Hebden. Clearly, a reference to our buddy Alan Hebden of, um, I guess, once uh, Meltdown Man and now Mean Team fame.
1: Whoa!
0: As the lady, as the uh, as one of the psychics, uses her powers to throw up psychic barriers, like a, a family just stand in the middle of the street. <laughs> So, dude dodges. He dodges, then, but then goes off the side of the uh, of the Megway. Oh no!
1: Then he just like he's like, "Hey, man! Uh, like one of them's a Psy confirmed. Virgil out as the like the he and falls he just and smashes hits it the to payment. the ground. It's uh, pretty it's, awesome. It's like, damn, dude, Virgil's fucking hardcore.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you, you can't be a Mega City Judge if you aren't hardcore, Fox. That's just the uh, that's just the math."
1: I know, that's just, you're going to get dominated elsewise.
0: Woo! Yeah, sorry. If you're a street judge, you got to be hardcore. If that's you're softcore, fair. then you end up being, a, being an iso-cube judge, and you're just easy meat for these psychic assassins.
1: No way you're getting onto that council. Mm.
0: Three more judges are after the the uh, couple, and when they get close, they just, just blow them away, strafing them with their bike guns oh. and stuff. It's pretty awesome.
1: It really is just a horrible shootout. Like, there's a shot of just bullets rattling through the car at them
0: yeah the car flips and crashes into a hottie stall uh, which is like a hot dog stand uh for american purposes and the couple makes a move to hide the evidence and there's a real funny part where like uh like josh is like oh i love you and she's like there's no time for that we gotta kill ourselves (laughs) (laughs) that's it's really fucking horrible man they're mission focused buddy Um, i mean one of them Oh yeah, that, that's fair, but that's all that's all you need when the car explodes in a massive fadoom.
1: And the best part of it, of course, is oh man, I'm a judge, my helmet got knocked off in the blast. Oh look, it's me, Judge Hershey, in a Judge Anderson comic book. Fucking Spencer's dude fox is just going fucking crazy right now.
0: Yeah, man. Always nice when Hershey shows up, and now we got the gruesome twosome. Or what's the opposite of what what rhymes with twosome? That's not that's the opposite of gruesome. Of Hershey going... and Anderson hanging out. Oh yeah, <laughs> blonde brunette connection here. Um, oh. <laughs> um, she calls in the Psy Squad to clean up just in case they can get some latent psychic energy off these burned corpses. In the mid and in the med bay, Anderson's having a division, or Anderson's having a vision. A wolf pack runs, two fall dead, but the great wolf continues on. His name is Assassin, and soon he will be free.
1: I'm gonna get everybody. What with my wolf body? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Little, (laughs) Little do
1: we know, it's not actually a big old wolf man. Oh no, it's a metaphor the worst yeah. kind of four oh. right at 0500
0: the judges are cleaning up the crash assassin on Hebden street their bodies are too burned to get any useful psychic info off of them, but they do get the killer's home address and Hershey's off to check the place out. Meanwhile, Anderson is dreaming about, you know, the, just the wolf stuff we talked about in the previous, um in, in, in the previous Prague.
1: My favorite thing here is a judge just like lightly dabbing her hair with a wet cloth like, shh, it's okay. No more need to worry. I think he's doing, you know, it's a side judge. So at um partially he's just sort of helping
0: out while he's just minding the place mentally, you know. Across town, Glenny Maxwell instant or Maxwell instantly learns that Josh and Anna or <laughs> Joseph or Joseph and Eryna, as she calls them, have failed in their efforts to kill Anderson. She's so now she's
1: double activated. So time to pack all the things that you need, like this giant laser rifle.
0: You always need that laser rifle. That's that, that's your just in case one. Um
1: <laughs> Jeez, so your, yeah. your bug out rifle.
0: And she leaves her apartment for the last time. Even with Anderson still alive, the plan must continue, and she has a part to play.
1: She, I love, I just yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I love the, I love that they're. So after she gets these visions, there are just these lingering shots, like you can see them each time. So she's putting the gun away, and you can see her hanging husband's corpse, <laughs> like in the yeah. same picture. And then as she leaves, she looks at that same corpse, and she's like, "All right, peace out." Definitely. just wanted to get these one last look in it at my great sleeper work. sleeper cells, man. Yeah. she's <laughs> not giving a hoot.
0: hmm She registers in a grubby hotel near ISO block 41 and waits in the window with her rifle. At mm, Josh and suspicious. Anna's- Yeah, she's waiting for something. At Josh and Ennis, Hershey's is ripping the place apart. They're finding, like, weapons and a bunch of ID papers. These guys are clearly professionals, and their weapons tie them to that previous attack on Anderson's. They just sort of <gasps> that stuff.
1: Gasp, they were the bad guys all along, but there mm. might be
0: more of them. Yeah, while there's no hints to why they attacked, they do get some leads. And at 08 uh, 0- eight fifty five, they burst into Glennie Maxwell's apartment and find the body of her uh, husband. They put an APB out on her, and at 0900, Ballard pushes a perp feed cart. And hands a pill to the prisoner in cell twenty-one seventy-four, the cell of Orlok the assassin. Fox called it. <laughs> yeah, nice one, buddy, for sure.
1: Um, I was excited. I was like, "Hooray, Russia! Not Russia sleeper cells that are psychic.
0: They're all they're, these psychic Russian sleeper cells are always ready to destroy us, Fox, even to this day." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next oh,
0: time. God death's sweet sting
1: pretty good man i'm liking it i'm liking it there's a lot of a lot of good action i like that they're just like one step behind most of the time you know
0: yeah no definitely it's interesting it's cool to see these uh to see these assassins like sort of do their thing and the justice department like like desperately trying to pick up crumbs to sort of pursue them and the art, and, and and Barry Kitten's art's really amazing too. I really like this and just sort of how he draws like Anderson and Hershey and these um Russian guys and stuff like that. It's real cool. Yeah.
1: And also uh, they keep talking about some woman who did the prophecy or some, some uh Yeah, the precogs. The precogs where it's like, hey, they're not always right kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can't sneak like yeah, they said that you had to take out Anderson, and that th- and that their plan would. But then something else happened, so it's like you know
1: they're off the map in terms of the uh, of the predictions and stuff. I mean, at that point, maybe focusing on Anderson was the bad idea. But you know, we'll find out soon enough. Hey, I mean, if it worked, it would have
0: worked great. <laughs> and <laughs> fair. Speaking of us, uh, stories from the city, Fox.
1: Oh hell yeah! Yeah, thrill two tales from Mega City One. These are cute. Like these, these cute one-pagers, which yeah, are really yeah, yeah. just reprimanding citizens. <laughs>
0: Definitely, scriptor about John Wagner, and Alan Grant, artor about Dave Elliot, Will Simpson, Colin McNeil, Letting robot Colin McGee. So yeah, this is the, we we start off then. Uh, yeah, Tales from Mega City One are these um, just one-page like dr- like quick dread stories, just get it in and out basically. It's the first time I and, and the. I think a lot of these started life as um like judge or this is my guess that that a lot of these started as um they they would be judge dread uh, comic strips like mm. just the uh like the single page the 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 uh like the the big saturday strips that we've been seeing in like the annuals and stuff with art by Ron Smith but they've recently moved to having Ian Gibson dr- draw those strips and have them have, like, a connected story and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think now they've just got a bunch of these ideas for sort of one-shot Dread stories <laughs> that don't have an outlet. So let's just toss them in these, you know, as a filler in the comic. Why
1: not? Hey, sure. Why not? I yeah. mean, again, it's Judge Judge Dread scold civilians is really – It's always the something. right time for that. Yeah. I feel like that's 90% of these so far. <laughs> totally yeah first off we
0: get um it's art by dave elliott who'll be here for awe it, it's his first time in the Prague, and he'll be in oz later in the year a big dread mega epic um you know this time we just we just see a a, a a citizen driving through a bad part of town in a fancy car both he's attacked by wreckers and both his car and he himself are stripped down <laughs> nick jesus um, and Dredd comes by and almost arrests him for incitement because uh, driving a nice car, car in this neighborhood is just asking for trouble.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Next up, uh, um, Will Simpson's on art and a couple has an argument and Dredd bursts in. He's had enough of their quarreling. It's the sixth mm-hmm. time this year. And we learn some intricacies of Mega City when Law,
1: namely the that, judges- <laughs> yeah, that judges
0: can just divorce people.
1: He, I love uh, the legal coin toss. I mean, yeah. I feel like it, it must be in the law books because why would he do it otherwise? Definitely. Yeah, he, uh, he announces them divorce and flips a coin,
0: which means, and when it lands heads, it means that the husband must gather up his stuff and leave the apartment permanently.
1: I like this woman's <laughs> hair. It's totally fucking killer.
0: There's some great, yeah, the, the, there are some real chances for a ridiculous Mega City 1 fashions in the course of, mm-hmm. of these stories. Uh, finally, Colin McNeil is on art as a giant space arc arrives at the city and is met by a delegation of judges. They're stoked to spend three days of fun in Mega City 1. But they're stopped because all off-worlders that have passed through the Colsec Nebula have to spend a week in quarantine. So just enjoy what? your enjoy your stay on the pad.
1: <laughs> Bye. <laughs> have a good one. Don't come out. <laughs> Why don't you just uh, stay in your arc, which I guess is like what you live in all the time anyway.
0: Yeah, but, you know, you're there to, like, stretch your legs and not be on the spaceship for a second. And when it doesn't well, happen, it's a real bummer.
1: <laughs> that's I mean, that's fair. Also, yeah. I, I mean, but Mega City 1, you're just going to die, so. That's true. I mean, maybe,
0: like, it's one of these things where, like, there's a resort when you're staying in Mega City 1 you can go to where that's you don't have to fair. worry about, being, about crimes and stuff or something like that. <laughs> Who knows?
1: I feel like that's highly unlikely. Feels I like mean, everywhere yeah. just kills you. I mean,
0: I, I, I feel like we have seen tourists arrested for, for doing stuff in Mega City 1, so you're probably right. <laughs> Ugh. Oof. And speaking of out-of-towners visiting a strange planet, Fox.
1: Oh, God. Thrill 3,
0: Rogue Trooper.
1: We, we almost got through the entire thing without a racial slur, which I'm proud of. I'm proud nah, of them for it.
0: Yeah, we'll never never be free of it. Script robot for Rogue Trooper Simon Geller, art robot Steve Dillon, letter robot Steve Potter, I believe. Fox. Drogue has yeah. taken out Yon Toe, a Nort general he's been sent to assassinate by teleporting aliens.
1: Ah, uh, man. I mean, that happened definitively. Yep. We saw it with our eyes and his Something. eyes also.
0: Yeah. But that's not the end of this mission, buddy.
1: Like, we gotta rogue. get the fuck out, we gotta exfiltrate. Well,
0: yeah, but first Rogue and the chips want to find Yanto's computer so that um they can sort of find some information about stuff. Yeah, so what the fuck is what run the fuck is going yells on? yells at him basically as you do for and he's specifically yelling at him for running all the time, which seems like a ridiculous thing when it's one man against a whole planet, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy I think just forgets what it's like to have legs.
0: Definitely. Um, at the computer system, Rogue beats up some slaves and Bagman starts running, like, start, starts hacking the Gibson, basically.
1: i like, I like that he just, like, punches a guy and, and the other chicks, like, wait, what, what's going on? It's like, yeah, we kind of just punch first and apologize later for this sort of thing. So, you know, keep going and do about your business.
0: Punch first, apologize sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Sometimes just end up shooting the people you apologize to.
0: Yeah, suddenly the GI's is under gas attack, and he's got to escape by rappelling up the side of the building to an empty storeroom.
1: Goodbye, strange slave woman. I guess you'll just have to fend from the gas by yourself. Peace
0: out. Yeah, Um. in this locked storeroom place, he like takes a nap, basically. And as he sleeps, he's visited by a weird asymmetrical skull alien that appears in his dreams.
1: Yeah, it's a little odd. I, I mean, he's just a big tusk man with like an ear hole, kind of. Yeah,
0: one big tusk, one ear tusk is a weird situation. Um, yeah. <coughs> Rogue wakes up and brushes his teeth as Batman runs down some recent developments in Yanto's kingdom. Basically, he seized and held powers by using slaves. You know, it's the same old story. Uh, rogue mm-hmm. gets short with bagman um and reflects on his bad alien dreams the night before bagman's he's just basically like he's p- put in a th- he's basically submits a theory mm-hmm. that um by freeing the slaves you would you, you could use them as a loyal army which is basically part of his of, of his thoughts that this whole thing is being or- orchestrated not by aliens but by rogue officers from the north yeah. from the north and south sides.
1: Starting to feel that way a little bit. Don't know why I'm getting that tingling sensation.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean, I feel like it's sort of counterbalanced by Rogue's alien dreams, but who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's real aliens. As they talk, a guard walks in and Rogue snaps his neck, and he and the chips head out <laughs> towards the slave
1: compound. You know, whatever happened to like knocking a dude out? I nah. guess. I well, mean, no, he yeah, does. Fine. He
0: does that later, and it doesn't work out. You know, <laughs> that's well. But then do the same thing you just did now later. Mm, fair. There's a lot of like problems going on just inside the ranks here. Chip, the the chips and rogue are arguing a ton. Rogue's being real short with them for some reason. Um, Rogue stalks the hallways and sees that one of the – that lady slave from the computer room has been beaten and is being escorted by guards. And Rogue previously promised that she wouldn't get hurt because of all this and aims to keep that promise by sneaking after them, taking out guards as he goes.
1: Oh, man. How's he going to do that? Yeah, eventually I guess he, doing that, yeah, what you said.
0: Assassin's creating his way through this base, you know.
1: Oh, God, where Tito he, oh, in, in the Conrad sense of Assassin's Creed? Well, I mean, yes, where he starts off, like, doing
0: very well and assassinating people quietly, but then eventually something happens and, you, and he messes up and he's got to fight a thousand dudes.
1: That's, <laughs> it really does happen that way. They arrive at, like, this Yonto's chamber and he's still alive! Odo. Oh, no. What? How is it even possible? We saw yeah. him kill
0: that guy yonto questions the woman as the chips work out what happened he must have had a double basically and they killed the double yonto is clearly worried that rogue is one of these teleporters because he keeps asking her like if rogue teleported away after she talked to him and he, he's like no he went out the window he's like stop lying to me he
1: teleported away <laughs> and just takes out a sword and gets it real close to her body
0: yeah, he's basically, like, threatening her with a sword, and he goes to execute her as Rogue lines up the shot to kill Yanto again. But the last second, he's attacked by a guard that he knocked out instead of killed earlier, and light makes a lot of noise, Rogue
1: rushes the general, and a firefight begins! Not before he decapitates that woman, though.
0: No, she's dead, buddy. Dead, dead, dead.
1: That will, that will come into play later, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Rogue's on the run and escapes the guards, but finds himself at a dead end with only a window to escape and, like, ten stories up from the ground.
1: Snap! God! Ugh! All these new places without their windows. How am I yeah. going to deal with this?
0: I feel like he's just bouncing between the same three or four rooms in this uh, fortress, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I mean... Temporarily free of dudes, but then dudes show up.
1: Well, you are in a fortress, I feel like the, the purpose is the dudes, you know? Uh, that's fair. Um, so it's time to jump or take on the whole nort army
0: and it's way too high to jump but <laughs> he, I, he's got some special magic wire yeah helm's got a plan basically the room he's in is right next to the general's chamber so really all they got to do is climb around on the outside of the wall and swing in but there isn't really a ledge so we gonna have to do it by clinging on with his fingernails but I mean, Ugh. when it's that or be killed one way or another, I guess you got to do it. So he gets some wire and a fuse and sort of sets something up and then shimmies his way along the cracks in the wall to get to the nearby room. Just really doesn't seem comfortable. But by a pinky, he makes it. Yeah, he manages to make it. And when the Norts investigate, they set off a trip mine
1: that Rogue left behind as a distraction. Cut to, man, you know what happens when you decapitate a head from its neckmate? A whole lot of blood, so I guess they call in a janitor to just start mopping that shit up. Yeah,
0: got to mop that blood up. That's how you do it. (laughs) Um, The General's Chamber Rogue pushes past an old mopping guy as he and Bagman once again, or as Bagman once again accesses the computer systems. Helm asks Rogue to reactivate Gunner's voice, Chip, because he's been shut off for most of his episode after he yelled at Rogue for running all the time. And as Gunner is reactivated, the Mop Guy smacks Rogue upside the head, and he's knocked out. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Gunner just yells yells and calls Rogue a jerk constantly for getting taken out by a janitor. And things are looking bad for the GI and the chips. Cliffhanger. I mean, man, it's not too bad. Yeah, next time is rogue all washed
1: up. Uh, <laughs> Cuz there was a mop. God damn it. <laughs> Do not hear my well placed Mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-mm. That was good. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it, yeah. was I thought it was I thought it was a fine Rogue Trooper comic book experience. It was not bad, although they are spending a lot of time in this fortress instead of, you know, like, what's going on? What's the plot, right? It feels really long, sort of, if
0: we're thinking that this whole series is going to be, like taking out like what like 18 guys like they're just spending a lot of time on hit one versus sort of getting one and then moving on to the next one or something like that for right
1: sure. and getting information with each one and you also not trying to kill them but accidentally killing them fox die
0: <laughs> yeah he's sort of like rogue still kind of trying to figure out his motivation for this mission i feel like you know he's not super into it at the moment
1: Again, it's just the same problems that I've had with it before, but just less mm-hmm. so, right? Yeah. Um, like I don't it's not as though I hate rogue. There's a lot of things that I hate, and Rogue Trooper is not a thing that I hate. Mm-hmm. But I will say, you know soon that thing where it's not really getting to the point and I'm like Yeah. Like, give me give me something to latch on to here. The twist was nice. Twist yeah, where it's but- like, hey, that weird asshole is still alive, but then, you know, you don't really find out why or yeah, but I feel like purpose. we've done
0: this of like something happens, Rogue runs, he find he goes to one room and finds safety and then goes to the next thing like we've we've gone through these beats like 3 times in the course of the story so far, you know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I it's I don't want to shit on it this early, but it's there. starting to get to its mid midlife at this point, <laughs> I feel for like. For sure. It's time yeah. to show me what you got, Rogue, show me your next twist. That man yeah, being alive is not twisty. As we, it, instead, let's go to
0: uh, stories that are evergreen, Fox. Oh, my God. Number four, Judge Dread.
1: Oh, God. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really just like not uh, an animal cruelty kind of guy. I take a very hard stance on that. But, you know, giant rats like fighting each other. That's kind of...
0: Dread, the two of us will look no more. Oh my we God! We found just what we were looking for. Because that's that, that's Ben. Because that song was about a rat. Yeah, you know you what know, talking oh about? Oh my God! <laughs> I I
1: would have uh, I would have also suggested like we we uh, take the entire soundtrack of Rent and repurpose it as a Judge dread comic.
0: With a judge to call my own, I'll <laughs> never be alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mwah, anyway, kiss.
0: Yeah, scripter about John Wagner and Alan Grant, artner about Brett Ewins and Jim McCarthy, and John Ridway, letterer about Tom Frame. The bad company team is back for some rat fighting. Hey, rat why not? In Mega oh, City One, they're always busy, as we see eight-time killer Warfarin, which is the brand name of a kind of rat poison. Fox is an anticoagulant; oh, kill those oh rats. Oh my god! Ah. And he's f- facing off new challenger Rent-A-Kill, which is the name of an extermination company in England. So it'd sort oh. of be like if the rat was called like Orkin or something like that, just in terms of American like exterminator brand names. Oh you know? yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Anyhow, yeah, the fight gets started, and Rent Kill is huge, like ten times the size of Warfarin.
1: Yeah, that's no regulation rat, but I guess there's no rules for it. So no, I mean, there's fuck no rules it.
0: that's yeah, there's no rules that say a donkey can't be in the rat fights, Fox. All right,
1: <laughs> football reference. I mean,
0: movie about football reference. Yeah, well, you know what I mean a very malcolm from bad company looking dude puts a cred on warfare and Justin in because yeah. the odds are 500 to one
1: um but he's just showed up in this story so randomly
0: i mean it's just sort of there's you know if you look through some of like brett ewens's art you can see a lot of similarities like a lot of people look like like bad company extras and stuff like that i've found Oh, wow. You you, you kind of know it if you're looking for it, but I think it's still mm. cool. I just like when an author has a recognizable style, I guess.
1: Yeah, why not? Yeah.
0: Um. Anyhow, rent easily wins just as Judge Dredd shows up. Oh, my God. That's a huge rat. I have to kill that rat. Yeah, even Dredd's freaked out by the size of rent Fuck But when the judge goes to shoot it, its owner jumps in the way of the bullet.
1: <laughs> Dumbass, Civ.
0: The uh, the rat escapes, and we learn that the, that these rat pits are held in the Ben Willard block, which is of course a reference to the movie Willard about a guy that gets an army of rats. <laughs> There's another building that's, called, that's got scabies written on it and stuff like that. A lot of good rat references is in the background of the story. God damn! Um, still, that thing's a man a man eater, and Dredd is going to hunt it down.
1: <laughs> it's a man eater. Make yeah, it yeah. work hard. You oh, know. see, I was
0: going to say, uh, uh, whoa, here he comes. Dred's fighting a man eater. Oh my God. <laughs> Smooth sax sounds. A lot of singing. Um, at the Willard Street Rad Pit, Dred's found a bunch of other giant rats and more than it's, a few human corpses.
1: It's just an orgy and rat, like, soup du jour. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't, don't know. T- don't they're like getting getting throwing in water, eyeballs buddy.
1: in the air and eating them. It's like, uh yeah, ugh.
0: Real bad. Um dread opens fire as he calls it, the pest squad and rats the size of dogs just keep swarming them super swarm. but then dread does my favorite move which is that he grabs one of the rats and uses it as a club to take out a bunch of other rats
1: yes yes the old of uh, whipping whipping geese with bandolier trick man finally i Suddenly... you know i i've gotta say like yeah. i while i was reading this it's like i know my next D character is going to be a barbarian pugilist Or like a a grappler. So pretty much everything that I'm going to do is just what's on hand and using goblins and rats to attack goblins and rats.
0: (laughs) That's excellent. Right? I mean... I, I will note that uh, Bill Savage in Disaster 1990 did fight a bunch of rats also. Like, there's a lot of, uh, I guess oh, yeah, it's just sort of a right. continuing trope in English literature. And we see here, too, also that, like, Rent-A-Kill was this big black rat, and that's usually the one that's in charge of well, I mean, rats, you know? I mean,
1: rats in UK got beef, you know? Mm-hmm. it's like an That's like an old uh, bad blood situation yeah. going it on. back
0: to the plague, buddy, you know? Yeah. Like that long-term stuff. Just freaking... Queen Queen Elizabeth just shows up and cuts a promo on rats, you know. Yeah,
1: dude, rats rats started the the England bridge fire. Okay. <laughs> did you did you know that Guy Fox is really a rat? Whoa! I know. That's why he wears that mask, I guess. Yeah, you know, you don't want you don't want to know that it's it's the Queen's pet, Mister Squeakers. Conrad and Fox
0: knowing lots about English history. Anyway. I know.
1: I'm <laughs> dropping bombs on these guys. I know a year. You ready for this year? 1066. What's up? That's a year that happened. We're a year where stuff started. Like, uh, not Camelot, but kind of like that. It's like Norman conquest, bro. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Start a feudalism. That Here I we do go. Know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Move us along, Conrad. Move us and AL, along. Anyhow, Rent-A-Kill attacks and Dread totally blows his face off. Good times. Days later at the ju- oh and fi- god, and, and then finally so the pest gross. control guys show up. Yeah, days later, so gross at the Justice Department research lab. It seems the techs have found the source of the mutant rats and they've managed to save three of them and they'll be the core breeding stock for meat services based on these rats' bodies.
1: Oh my god! And because- here have a rat burger
0: yeah, a giant rat meats twenty percent more tr- more nutritious than the normal rat meat they use. So these guys are real good. Oh. Oh. they've run out a whole bunch of different rat meat products, and Dred tries a rat burger, and hey, it's pretty good.
1: What's crazy is like when you see the tech judge, like when he's just talking to him, mm-hmm. you'll notice that he actually is holding a skillet over a bunsen burner where where like some meat's on fire, and he's shaking a salt shaker nice. above it it, yeah, it was man. just really all Applied right guys. rat
0: cooking it's good times man uh, gross i mean you know let's not get enough get not, not get into a big discussion about like what meat's acceptable to eat and what isn't when you live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland you know um, because speaking of post-apocalyptic wastelands oh god! Uh, once upon a time in the horrible land of the cursed earth there lived a strange man who dressed in rags and carried a Colt 309 double-barreled shot blaster he didn't Which, have a name what? or if he did he'd forgotten it long ago so we'll call him the Raggedy Man
1: I just want to know where he got his sweet top hat.
0: definitely, yeah we, we, there's this weird guy with a badass gun and uh, anyway, meanwhile, some Hell Trekkers, all oh, right, uh, come across a, come across some bodies. One of them's dead. The other one's alive. It's Judge Dredd.
1: Oh, man. Some of must have been real hardcore. Also, let's not stay here. It's real bad, unsafe. Shout out to my Hell Trekker boys. Always. It's, yeah,
0: sh- shout out to uh, Clementine Glemp, buddy. May, may you someday be found.
1: Oh, <laughs> or, you know, God.
0: that her name? Shoot. Ah, oh, whatever. Um, it's all good. <laughs> The trekkers carry him in their wagons and dress his wounds. Um, the trek carries on, and there's been. Sorry, crustacea glimp. That's right. Yeah, um,
1: that's it, because she was a crustacean.
0: Yeah. Um, in the distance, the raggedy man looks on at this
1: hell trek, and he gets an idea. I don't know, I'll kill him. <laughs> yeah. And then just proceeds to wily e. coyote these people to death. Totally.
0: Levers a boulder right into their faces, causing a massive landslide raggedy man then goes in and shoots people trying to save any people that survived that survived the slide i
1: mean jesus and he just keeps killing people
0: yeah the hell trekkers run and make camp out on the plains that night as the raggedy man basically just shifts through the landslide and anybody that did survive the rock fall he just shoots right in the face because he's a bad guy
1: no uh, real bad
0: at the camp, Dred's coming too. He asks about the other judge and explains that he's come here after former Judge Izzard. Izzard has gone mad and is calling himself the Raggedy Man. And Dredd's here to stop him.
1: Turns out, uh, you know, even when you go crazy, if you're a well-trained judge, you just, uh, you have that for forever, forever. Oh, brain. yeah.
0: Yeah, Dred's like, listen, like, you put up centuries, but that just means you've decided who's going to die first when this guy comes to kill <laughs> us all. <laughs>
1: Probably didn't want those centuries to be the first ones, but, you yeah. know.
0: We then flash back to uh, Judge Izzard being sent on the long walk. He got kicked out because he was a little bit, even too brutal, even for the Mega City One judges, which is pretty brutal.
1: Yeah, uh, and specifically with a day stick.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cracked too many heads, and now he got sent out with a badass rifle.
1: Oh my god, it's just so—it's so ridiculous. It's like, yeah, I then- love the
0: long walk. Definitely a great way to get rid of guys, you know. Um, and then recently a, a convoy arrived at Mega City One on, on autopilot with everybody dead, and the uh, they were killed by that same rifle that, um, Judge Izzard has. So they've now assumed that he's gone mad, and it's time, and uh, Judge Silver sends Dredd and another judge out to deal with him. Damn. Dread confronted Izard, now the raggedy man, and he's just gone completely mad. But he still, like you know, keeps his judge's training and canniness, and so he's able to sort of move around the hills and just take out J- Dread's partner and and uh, shoot Dread himself, which is real bad. And takes us back to the present.
1: Oh God! So how are we going to deal with this like murder crazed yeah. judge man?
0: Yeah, he's well, he's streaking through the night, just killing centuries and members of the Hell Dread. of of the hell trek all over dread still injured gets out of bed and does what he can to take out he hits a flare from his lawgiver and then mans one of the guns of the of the rad wagon and blasts the shit out of the raggedy man
1: (laughs) and you know what while the man's down and can't really get up there's only one thing to do that's run him over with your truck
0: there's a pretty great moment where the Raggedy Man tries to go all gingerbread man and, like, run away. But, like, he just lost a leg, buddy. When you only got yeah. one leg, you can't run that far. Dread, yeah, dread, then runs him over completely with the uh, giant wheels of a rad wagon. Ugh. And that boy's dead. Um, the Trekkers check the body and there's, like, this bolt coming out of the back of his head. Yeah. And maybe that, like, scrambled his brain and drove him nuts or something but Weird. It, we, we, we can't tell we'll never know maybe um and so that there's a parting of the ways you know dread goes back to find his bike and head back to Mega City one and the hell trekkers head off for most of them to die of the black scab in a couple days good times I, I
1: love the way that it ends because it's just like and they all lived happily ever after except the raggedy man who was dead and the surviving hell trekkers most of whom died from black scab shortly afterwards and certainly not Judge Dredd, who's seldom happy about anything. <laughs> it's just like, Excellent. great. I mean, great, it's tough uh, out there. Great narrative.
0: And we all know the Hell Trek, like if 10% of a Hell Trek survives, that's like a good Hell Trek. You know, it's hard out there.
1: Yeah. Here. Oof. Well, poor boys.
0: Yeah. Next time on Judge Dredd,
1: simp. Yeah. which seems pretty good. It's a man I'm wearing pretty a excited. Canoe.
0: Yeah. Start of a new subculture in Mega City 1. I'm, very, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to get to it. And speaking of terrifying new subcultures, Fox.
1: Oh my God! Non-thrills covers a nerve center. Let's see what people write and draw today.
0: Always, frog five twenty-three. Cruelty is only skin deep. As a gross-ass Torquemada having a bad day, and the cover. It's
1: real gross.
0: In the nerve center, Tharg is bringing us some goddamn culture with pictures of Judge Mona Lisa and a cubist Judge Picasso. Ooh. He announces the start of uh, the start of Tales of Mega City One and letters call out Dread f- or, or call out the dead for the Jack Kerouac references I mentioned, just the Desolation Angels stuff. Hmm. There's some cool Salvador Dali references and questions about where Joe and Rico Dredd got their last name. And Tharg mentions that criminals are a, a cowardly, superstitious lot. If you know what I mean, that's just a Batman reference of why Batman oh, chose to be okay. a bat like that. Went over my head. Those specific words, a cowardly, superstitious lot, is like part of the like opening line of a Batman of most Batman comics.
1: Ah, I don't Mid-point. read Batman
0: you know yeah listen you, you read the good stuff whatever <laughs> that's
1: what i'm talking about Mwah.
0: mid-prog there's some fan art of characters you'll never see including halo jones in the temple of doom rogue uh. accountant a playboy bunny kano and a chicken rhode island durham red <laughs> oh pretty good yeah i like a rogue accountant if just because there will be eventually a 2080 prog called like diary of a teenage tax accountant so it's like oh that's
1: thing. fantastic
0: um, the prog ends with a big old pinup of Dread fighting a robot soldier drawn by Robin Smith.
1: Just gotta rip out its neck cord, you know?
0: Gotta fight, you know, if there's one thing I know Dredd hates, it's robots, for sure. Oh, God,
1: it's so true.
0: Prog 524, like a rat out of hell, Brendan McCarthy draws Dread in yet another battle against a pack of giant rats. Not the first or the last time <laughs> dred has been fighting <laughs> rat packs on the
1: cover. Sometimes they fly, sometimes they skulk, but almost always you got to fight them. In bulk. Yeah! (laughs) In the nerf center, Tharg the
0: Cobra is sad for the end of Torquemada, but announces Mean Team is coming up. There's a picture of a Strontium duck and letters (laughs) asking what color wolf is because he wants to draw him and... Tharg's like, oh, he's probably like a really weird color because he's been dead for like a year, you jerk.
1: Oh. Which is mean, mean response. Way to to go, man. Like, really great thing to say to a child.
0: Yeah. A future, um, apparently an article in Omni that talked about future wars said the soldiers should be blue, which might be a 2000 AD reference. There's a question about galactic groats and some very contracted language. Wishing Tharg a big Big 10B. Oh, yeah
1: oh shit
0: the prog ends with a big spread of a uh, by glenn fabry of uh of megrim and to your weird uh son slash butler robin
1: i mean we all know who that is
0: robin's freaking me out man because he's like a dwarf <clears throat> he's like short and i and i feel like his name is supposed to evoke uh um puck from a midsummer night's dream like robin Goodfellow. maybe but I'm also I mean, he's definitely,
1: just- he's definitely creepy in the same way that, like, little things in, um, like, Dragon Ball Z were kind of creepy. Mm. He's just kind yeah, of I'm, around being silent.
0: Yeah, and and I'm getting a very, like, Island of Dr. Moreau um, feeling from yeah. him. I mean, Which I just still, think like, it's... It's still 10 years off from this comic, but still. I like, just think it's that
1: L that he fought way back when. I mean, if you're going to have mm. a bodyguard.
0: Oh, Elfric or whatever?
1: Yeah, seems like him tr- a little bit
0: intriguing theory let's see if it plays out in like 1989 god damn it (laughs) brock 525 reagan and the red menace it's vampire Uh, versus president
1: (laughs) although i do this as a movie title would be great especially if the red menace was a vampire film I mean, this thing's clearly, clearly inspired
0: by monster movies, right? Right. But usually, usually, it'd be the uh, pretty lady cowering from the evil guy in the suit, instead of the evil guy in the suit cowering from the pretty lady. You know, <laughs> Reagan burn
1: a Reagan and a vampire, like he's got to fight off vampires.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm ready. <sighs> I guess.
1: Fantastic.
0: In the nerve Center, Tharg talks about the nature of coincidence, and there are pictures of a thrill-powered Citrion 2CV 2, 2 and a slain-like guy getting hit by a thrill spasm by reading 2000 AD.
1: great.
0: A letters from a mom worried that her kids might be getting unregulated thrill power from 2000 AD, and Bidprog has a chance to win some new Star Trek novels. All you gotta do is identify which original series episode Joan Collins starred in. What? FYI, it's a city on the edge of forever, uh, Fox, which is the uh okay. the one with the gangsters that are Nazis, I think, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Um sure. five twenty six, can looks kill? Mean team votes no, but the eyes have it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good joke. My my least favorite part though is that like she she has a receding hairline. Yeah, five look, head, you know? Yeah. Totally. So yeah, Emerald
0: eyes hitting you with them beams in this Bellardinelli cover in the nerve center Tharg the boogeyman or sorry Thargus the boo- boogeyman a reference to kids character Fungus the boogeyman uh, welcomes Mean Team and DR and Quinch which makes me think that this editorial was actually meant for Prog 525 <laughs> they got <laughs> mixed around or something um, there's also a picture of Judge Pat which is a reference to uh, British Kids series uh, Postman Pat wow huh. Yeah, just some deep, um, uh, or like you know, just kids references in these ones. Um, a writer introduces himself to Tharg. Other, requ- another requests a crossword in the Prague, and some boys from Milton Keynes complain about the Kenzian slander. Sorry, <laughs> it's also a big ad mit- mid comic to win a uh, family day trip to the Alton Towers amusement park, which I was kind of, oh, of, of shit of, of interesting.
1: Did you uh, have you seen or did I send you the um? defunct land on alton towers no i don't think so oh man it's really it's actually kind of neat he does the whole history of alton towers and kind of like why it became the sort of spectacle thing that it was it's a pretty neat thing i'll send it to you after the show and i suggest anybody else who's listening and wants to hear about the history of alton towers defunct land on youtube there's a great yeah. 30 or 40 minute kind of uh kind of discussion on it it's nice i'll link
0: to it in the uh, show notes so good times sweet um, and, and, uh, speaking of, um, things that were once great and powerful, but have since, uh, turned faulty and gross,
1: Fox. Ah, uh, dude, I know. I just, I ate too much pizza. You really don't want to just, like, put a light on it? It's fine. Also, Thrill 5, Torquemada the god. That's what I mean, and definitely not, like, how I'm feeling right now. Hey, man, you're a cool dude. Be confident. Uh, uh, look, I am a god. I ate an entire pizza. That's not. I mean, like if that's a god, then I'm like a triple god, buddy. Like back Dude, off. I'm. I'm. You know, there. I'm sure that there are uh, uh, layers to this thing, Conrad. But it's not a race. All right.
0: That's that's something a loser would say, Fox. Jesus. <laughs> Script about Pat Mills. Art about Kevin O'Neill. Letter about Steve Potter. Torquemada has regained control of termites, remarried a cool new chick named Sister Stern, and had a new kid, Attila. But <laughs> things aren't going that great, sadly. No, I mean, she's fucking crazy. Stern's taken to wandering the palace with a giant knife, calling everybody mutated de- deviants, even trying to kill her own son that she says is a mutant.
1: Which, uh, all right, I mean, came from you. yeah.
0: Although, I will say that, like, um, I forget how it actually works out, but we don't see the kid while she's trying to kill it, you know?
1: It is true. We see what appears to be a human baby's hand, but we have never seen this baby, technically speaking.
0: Yeah. So, you know, just FYI, I guess. <clears throat> um Anyway, the, the guards barely stop her, and she kills a couple of them for fun, basically. She's gone nuts. It's bad times for Torquemada, who I should say has been shirtless, basically, this entire comic series. Hey, uh, man, sometimes you just got to show off that uh, that sweet bud. Oh, definitely. And he refuses to have another wife sent to the insane asylum. Thank you very much. So which, instead, she they just sick her on the kitchen staff because they're easily replaceable.
1: I mean, I guess so. I feel like a good chef is hard to find.
0: Yeah, but man, they're eating like future conqueror food, you know, so it's all probably pretty bland and stuff like that. You know no, what I mean?
1: That's fair. Wouldn't want to deviate too much on your eating habits.
0: <laughs> um, with that problem solved, there's still some other stuff. Namely, that torquemot is beginning to decay again. Oh, goddammit. Growing God damn and just make it on the start of that journey to giant maggot cloud, you know. Not great. Or worm cloud, I should say. Torquemada calls in brother Mer- his doctor brother Micron, who will remember led the charge to kill the previous giant maggot version of Torquemada. Jesus. He studies the, the Grandmaster's body and finds a solution. He runs to Torquemada's sleeping coffin to tell him the answer. Basically, there's something going on with like Torquemada's ka, essentially his past uh, lives and stuff. All right. So to figure out what's going on, Micron hypnotizes Torquemada, sending him back through time, through his childhood, to him as a gross zygote, and then to his past
1: lives. Okay, so I guess we're doing a past live therapy regression, that's fine. Always. we see Let's him see who ha- he was. Uh, let's see, a racist prime minister, okay. Yeah, we, in, in uh, a racist, life, racist life, he, oh, wait, wait, prime minister. Hold, hold on a
0: second, buddy, I wanted to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> In a past life, he was Sir Ed, Edwin Mundy, uh, Prime Minister of England for the New Empire Party. He's going to solve the youth problems by making kids respectable with mandatory short, short back and sides and the return of national service. Let's make our country great again.
1: Yeah, I don't want to. Let's just move past that. Let's move that. on. After yeah, we're that, moving you know,
0: on. After that prescient notion, Torquemada just goes full Hitler, goose-stepping and holding up a mustache on it under his nose oh. his fingers.
1: Hey, do you think that Torquemada might be a bad guy? Mm. Micron sends
0: him even further back to Colonel Gun- John uh, Chivington, who, after Great. the Sand Creek Massacre, was eaten by a T-Rex, as we saw at the end of the last uh, Nemesis story. <laughs> he goes further back to Matthew Hopkins, Witchfinder General, and also T-Rex victim.
1: Oh, Finally, Shit.
0: He goes as far back as possible to his incarnation as the first Tomas de Torquemada of the Spanish Inquisition, a figure. Just looking real
1: happy with their work. Super
0: pious. He's a figure of great, great terror and clearly the next target of Thoth's T-Rex-based revenge.
1: So I don't feel like there's anything too horrible about having a giant, horrible T-Rex eat really horrible sociopaths. I mean, it messes with the timeline. I guess. Sure. Uh, um, if ever remove a couple sociopaths, I feel like you get to a better spot. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, and I, but but I think also if you mess with enough of somebody's um past lives, it starts to mess mess with them in the future. That seems to be what they're I saying mean, here. Yeah,
1: clearly he just starts turning into a pussy, bubbly, gross man.
0: Yeah, getting back to to the Torquemada I like the worm cloud. Uh, right. Anyway, yeah, the one that looks like a big old pluke. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, the end of Nemesis the Warlock, or of Torquemada the God, I guess.
1: Well, it was good while it lasted.
0: Yeah, just a nice five-issue 5, five issue dip in of Kev O'Neill being all crazy and stuff. I think the the best part was definitely the early stuff. Where we just got some more World of Termite stuff.
1: I'm um, okay with seeing bubbly pustules and oh, uh, yeah. and being in Nemesis land, that's for sure.
0: Totally, Nemesis will be back um, for one issue in prog uh, five thirty four, and what then back the all the way in prog five forty six in October.
1: Wow, oh, that's so far away, Conrad.
0: You know you can't hurry. You, you can't hurry, hurry, Warlocks, buddy. You just have to wait. Oh, God, you know, thrills don't come easy. It's a game of um torques and takes. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Speaking of 80s classics, uh, Fox. Oh, uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Thrill 6, Strontium Dog. Oh, man. Love it. I especially love the boat scene. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Script about Alan Grant and John Wagner as Alan Grant. Art robot Carlos Scarlett, letting robot Gordon Robson as Kid Robson.
1: Oh man, let's get into it. All these humans are leaving.
0: Yeah. Revolutionary aliens from the planet Kayak, known as Kayak- Kayakos K, have time kidnapped President Ronald Reagan from 1987 and are holding him and the human timeline hostage to make humanity leave their planets. Eight days in, humans are beginning to comply. Fleets of ships um, evacuating the planet of humans are going up. It's a real cool image of just all these ships taking off. And, and basically just filling the sky of of leaving humans, it's pretty cool. As a uh, alien kids look on and say, you know, I'm gl- I hope they never find their president. I hate these humans, which is reasonable.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and also just adorable but sad.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, at a ruined temple, mutant bounty hunters Johnny Alpha and Durham Red are keeping watch over President Reagan, who they've liberated from Kayakos K, but are keeping um. S- but, but but are keeping in exile to make humans quit the planet. They're just chilling as the president plays in a nearby river with some boats in American flag, undershirt and boxer short combo.
1: I mean, good. and just smashing all of his little log boats with a giant stick, reenacting battles that he just kind of creates for himself. It's real
0: uh, battleship diplomacy going
1: on here, you know. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: But um yeah and, and and meanwhile as he does this the bounty hunters are plinking him with a with a, with a slingshot and it's just a just a nice kind of hang, chill out time here and i really love the warning message here that says hey kids do not use a hand catapult to plink president reagan you will get in trouble
1: like and not for sure. not the kind that you want to be in
0: no way uh, meanwhile, opposing bounty hunters Winston, Stockeye, and Dr. Death managed to capture a member of Kayakos K, and it's interrogation time. You
1: know, I feel like Dr. Death, you know, it's one of those things that you either get named, which is the better, or I guess, better of the two options, but the the worse of you personally, or it's like, you know, it's kind of like the you, name, name, you named yourself Dr. Death. Are you really all that deadly? So just to spook people? This guy doesn't look like too much of a spook. And to be honest, the only thing that happens is if these people are strapped down and he's got a laser scalpel. But I mean, that's still pretty bad, buddy.
0: The, the bad strongs uh, strong interrogate the Kayakos K member. They sort of do this partially recap the plot. And then they start with the torture. Dr. Death pulls out a laser scalpel. And we basically cut to several hours later when they've tortured him enough to uh, have gotten all the information.
1: Well, you know, I guess that wasn't ultimately fair. Maybe his surname is Death, and he actually got a doctorate. Yeah, I mean, his
0: last name could be Death, and he's in a Doctor Strange kind of situation.
1: Um, I mean, that's not very fair of me not to. I mean, it seems like he, well, he actually brings it up. He did study specifically torture. Yeah, his his mutation does make him look kind of
0: zombie-like, but I think honestly, mm. it's mostly yeah his his mass his his using medical knowledge to master pain and its output on people that kind of gets you to Doctor Death pretty quickly.
1: I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I strongly agree. I just wonder how many other people adopted that from his graduating class. You know, mm-hmm. even you want you want some kind of you want some uniqueness to you.
0: Maybe he's just a fan of a twentieth-century
1: professional wrestler,
0: Doctor Death Steve Williams, and he's That's just really fantastic. angry about I hope the outcome that... of the bar of the uh, brawl for all tournament that uh, torpedoed his career in the WWF. Jesus anyway,
1: Christ. <laughs> that the amount that you know about wrestling is always fucking fantastic. It's just sitting in the back. I I, I just always have it ready, and I'm semi embarrassed by
0: it just to have a not well, be wrestling podcast. But anyway, they had so so they they know that Johnny and Red have Reagan, and they're somewhere in this forest, so they just got to head out and find them basically
1: time just to, to cut to red just staring at the beating pulsing neck of ronald reagan
0: definitely our heroes are camped out it's been 20 days red's getting super restless and thirsty thirsty for the sexy blood of a terrified ronald reagan <laughs> <laughs> we get some great work i love how how iscara draws like memories and fantasies and stuff like it's got this like mm. like gr- like like it's like gray instead of black and things feel kind of sketched instead of fully inked. Yeah. It just really has a different look than reality. So you can really see what's happening despite basically still being the same real artwork. It's
1: really great. It It evokes that feeling of, of that idea, you know, like, Oh, we're, I'm, I'm in the past or I'm having a fantasy of some kind that really gets it across versus like the, the usual dark sketchiness of his drawing.
0: Yeah. In this case, Red's imagining pouncing on Reagan and drinking his hot, rich blood in her mouth like bitter honey. The uh this stare freaks out Ronnie who goes to sleep next to Johnny that night. Like can I just start off here? She's freaking me out.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean the thing that he's not realizing is that he would patriotize her bloodstream with his freedom. But that's Ooh, fine. Freedom blood at See? 2
0: a.m johnny uh, that wasn't even a terminology in 87 buddy get out of here um, at 2 a.m johnny alpha is patrolling the perimeter of the temple mostly just hearing jungle sounds and stuff like that yeah. meanwhile ronnie ronald reagan dreams of himself as super ron wearing uh, patriotic cowboy stuff riding a very patriotic nuke God, straight to the heart of moscow
1: <laughs> it's really just so on the nose
0: Is it a bird ski? Is it a plane Uh, ski?
1: Nope ski. It's super
0: Ron.
1: (laughs) And then he just stands in front of the nuclear blast as it goes off.
0: Yeah, his his, his Teflon cowboy outfit uh, protected him from the from the nuke.
1: That's fucking fantastic.
0: He admires the mushroom cloud as Moscow goes up. But then the cloud morphs into a giant bat and attacks him.
1: Oh, my God. What's it doing to him, man? Reagan wakes
0: up and finds Durham Red kneeling over him. Ooh, it's real awesome, frankly. <laughs> he drank some of his blood. Yeah. Johnny twigs to something happening. Oh, it's those evil strontium dogs about to attack. Johnny is shot and starts running as Durham goes after Ronald.
1: Oh, man, everything's happening at once. God, not a really good time for a snack when you hear, like, gunshots going off in the background, mm. you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Johnny escapes into the temple under fire from the other dogs. Thinking fast, he blows it, blows down the supports <laughs> of one of the other temples, uh, setting it toppling down in the baddies crushing down on Stockeye's legs. Bye, Stockeye. Now nah, he's still walking around. I think this is a temporary slowdown. Oh, okay. Johnny arrives just in time to stop Red from drinking Reagan's blood. But before we can work that out, Red takes a bullet to the shoulder.
1: (gasps) That's the place where you get shot before a revengeance happens.
0: Yeah, indeed. Just been winged, basically. Um, Anyhow, Doc Death is worried that that their bullets might hit Reagan. So instead, he has them start tossing gas grenades into the temple to incapacitate our heroes. And soon, they head in to collect their trophies.
1: But they're gone! Gasp, what could have done this? Definitely not the Aldrich powers of a vampire ass. Ooh, they turned to
0: a uh, mist or something.
1: God, I anyway, hope so.
0: Where did they go? Next time.
1: Dog gone. Man, I love Strontium Dog. I continue to love Ronald Reagan in all of this.
0: He remains a pretty good supporting character, man. I just he's got a, a a childlike sense of whimsy about this about this uh, time caper that I really appreciate.
1: Yeah, and just you know his willingness to just say really horrible things about the fucking Russians or really anybody.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, Durham Red, easy on the eyes. I think we can all agree on that. That's a good time. Oh my god. <laughs> but well speaking done, of things that that might be harder on the eyes, Fox.
1: Oh. Uh. Yeah, it's blue, blue and blue. Seven,
0: mean team. I was thinking just that, like one of these guys has like laser eyes, you know? Oh, uh, hard. yeah. Hard with the eyes, you know. Mean team script robot Alan Hebden art robot Massimo Belladernelli lighting robot Steve
1: Potter. You know, in the twin combined, the, the way they are, mm-hmm. <laughs> like one of them is getting the raw end of the deal here. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: so we got a reunion of the Meltdown Man team
1: as Mean Team, re- or yeah, as
0: Mean Team itself returns. The last episode of Mean Team, Fox, was in December 1985. Jeez. We, and we liked that first version. I think it yeah. had some cool sports stuff and action things and stuff. And when that ended, I promised you that when it returned to 2000 AD would, would be a very different place. And I stand by that.
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little weird. I mean, just like things have grown
0: up a little bit more. I feel like yeah. Anderson's real different. You know, Wolf dying, of course, was a big change. Things like that, you know. Mm. Different roster, different updates, stuff like that. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're greeted in Mean Team by a creature called Blue Blue, who's sort yeah. of a male and female elf thing. They got fangs. They're joined at the hip in kind of a standing 96 position.
1: Yeah, it's not. it's not flattering and given their name structure I feel nice. <laughs> yeah I feel like they are uh they are definitely not I mean I think they're brother and sister. Let's just put it that way which yeah. makes this even weirder.
0: Yeah, when, when you I mean when you I mean they're uh conjoined twins for sure.
1: Yeah. Not well cuz you know, you could be mutated fused together. Who knows? Maybe
0: but they apparently know our hero bad jack keller who returned to earth with his buddy from interstellar murder sports the mean team wow we've got jack hammer who's a dude with a cool mustache a muck an alien warrior and henry moon a psychic with a human psychic whose brain was transplanted into the body of a panther
1: fuck yeah (laughs) we
0: quickly recap the events of um mean team where they hijacked a spaceship and crashed into earth and all technology started to malfunction including my hero steel grip the uh, robot yeah, member
1: of the team. That's bullshit. I mean this
0: all happened in um the original mean team. Yeah. But I do kind of feel like you would have wanted to get rid of steel grip anyway just because at that point it becomes way too similar to batch like a wall banger in bad company, you know. Sure, I guess. Um, but anyway,
1: all technology
0: is broken except for the voice box that Henry Moon is wearing, which allows him to talk. Don't talk. Don't question it. Don't like, yeah. talk about it.
1: <laughs> He's using <laughs> psychic panther shenanigans. It's fine. Okay,
0: buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, after they ditch their weapons and stuff, Mean Team heads out and just leaves the sur- the other survivors behind. Screw those guys. Yeah, fuck them. Blue Baloo observes this and say say that Bad Jack is really evil. And that's real awesome. They then roll over to the survivors. Yeah. Do this thing where they spin real fast. And when they do, they split in two, kind of Wonder Twins style. One of them turning into a deadly wolf. The other one just like a horned bat kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so I guess they can split up. But only when they want to just be animals that eat people. Yeah, there's real evil that way. Um, okay. Okay. That seems more hungry than evil, I guess. It's just, it's a weird setup. I don't know what's going to fuck on.
0: I mean, to be, like, listen, they self identify as evil. Like, they say that Bad Jack Keller is evil like us, you know?
1: That's fair. I guess if you. so
0: so i'm not splitting hairs with your moral relativism buddy like these guys are evil they say they say as much themselves
1: (laughs) so i guess yeah let's uh let's fight these guys yeah they kill all the survivors and
0: then mead team returns and wades into fight them and blue blue escape Hmm. and turn back into themselves i guess Hours later, Mean Team arrive at an inn, the natural place to start a quest, of course. They enter and find a bunch of crazy monsters inside, including a hippo man roasting a lady alive on a spit.
1: Really doesn't seem all that great, given that, you know, you guys are human. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, they are, in fact, roasting her fully clothed and blindfolded, but Jack doesn't care about that. It's none of their business. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: he was real quick to just say, fuck that.
0: Yeah. Instead he just orders food and drink for the crew But when the barkeep goes to slice some steaks off the lady
1: Henry Moon attacks It's fight time Hey man, this, this fucking jaguar is having no tolerance for this uh, human butchery
0: Yeah, he's surprised she hasn't been charged to a corpse already And the fight begins Bad Jack's ball and chain is quickly destroyed
1: by magic Oh no Oh uh, god, not magic from a finger the
0: woman reve- uh, removes her blindfold revealing her eyes and her giant five head like she's just basically just Jeez. got her her forehead all shaved back basically or or yeah, she doesn't have weird. hair on the front part of her head so like her entire um skull is like halo is like surrounded by hair but she's got no yeah. hair in front of that you know anti bangs maybe
1: yeah. <laughs> Fucking fantastic!
0: But with her eyes now revealed, she concentrates. They tur- her eyeballs turn to gems, and she blasts everybody with deadly eye beams.
1: I mean, one guy literally—he she shoots him in the torso, and he explodes like an atom bomb on top. But his arms are still there and falling off. And there's just his torso where his butt and chicken legs are. You're like, Jesus yeah. Christ! This woman just explodes people with their goddamn High power. eyes.
0: Yeah, awesome i-beams, buddy. Power of five man. head. <laughs> wow. With the with the baddies defeated, she puts on her clothes which include a sweet chainmail miniskirt and thanks Henry Moon for saving her. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, give him a uh, good pet cuz he's a good boy. Oh yeah. The innkeeper tries to escape aboard a riding chimera, nope. which is a, a lion with a goat head and a snake tail, you know. Yeah, it's weird. Um, And she blasts him with a crossbow and just takes him Through
1: his chest?
0: Yeah, you gotta kill these guys.
1: Oh, so awesome.
0: Bad Jack introduces himself and she's shocked to find out that he's Bad Jack Keller because he's become evil. One of them!
1: Oh, I mean, I guess, yeah, she's gonna totally ask Lobo for some superpowers now. Is this the same Lobo? From DC Comics? I don't think
0: so. (laughs) Just making sure. It seems to be some god or something she calls to to power up her her um, eye beams, basically. Her eyes once again turn to jewels and things are looking bad for our anti-hero.
1: I think he'll be all right.
0: Next time, Blue Baloo have come for you.
1: Oh, yeah, those two are still around. Cannot wait for them to be gone. <laughs> I, I got to say, like, as Bad Company comes
0: back... I feel like Bad Jack has changed from the character in the original story, which kind of just felt like ruthless, to just being like an asshole. And I really like that change, I guess. Well, because
1: like the whole thing is that he he became hardened from the arena, but bought his freedom. His ruthlessness is what got him there, but he was bringing the team with him. He said like, okay, listen, I don't care if you guys come, but if you want, let's just roll. And then everyone came. He was like, "Yeah, let's do it." It seemed yeah. like a, we're going forward on the adventure, and so now like stuff
0: like abandoning the other survivors on the on the ship, yeah. And I just, got like, I
1: got like uh, the spectators. Sure, I get that, but like a person who's being roasted alive, like yeah. nothing,
0: like that stuff makes it's like makes him look pretty bad, and like that's just not cool for a hero and yeah. stuff like that. I, I don't mean, know.
1: maybe no one will remember. Who knows?
0: But I just, I'm just still bummed that they like let Steel Grip be destroyed, man. I like that character. He's like a cool <sighs> robot right. dude. Right. And Good I'm always awesome bummed. some armor. You know, we get rid of these cool robot dudes, you know? Yeah. I, what's I wrong know. with
1: robots? Robots aren't so bad.
0: For real. But, um, you know, a uh, mean team is one returning thrill, Fox. And let's go on to another returning thrill.
1: Aw, uh, fuck, yeah. Thrill 8, DR and Quinch's Agony Page oh man i love these guys and i love that they're in color
0: yeah no scripted by jamie delano and alan davis um art is uh, art robots for pencils is alan davis inks and in color mark farmer Letting
1: robot steve potter
0: dr and quinch are back
1: oh fuck yeah looking stylish pompadour's yeah. in place Definitely, last seen in May
0: 1984 or the 84 sci-fi special, these space misanthropes have returned with a new writer to dispense advice to troubled readers. Hey, sure, why not? Yeah, it's a single-page comic, usually at the back of the prog in full color, and I think it does a pretty good job of resurrecting, like, the madcap violence of the original. You know, yeah. definitely not not the last time one of Alan Moore's characters has been taken over by other writers, you know, whatever. <laughs> sure. The first letter, and, and it takes the format of them answering letters looking for advice, basically, and then getting real mm. crazy. The first letters from worried in Wakefield, who can't stop chasing small furry animals. The boys suggest this isn't a big problem. You just got to embrace your predatory instincts. Wow. And hey, if you catch them, you can cook them up and impress Quinch's mom.
1: Oh, wow, my God.
0: Be <laughs> you know, whatever. Next up. Dr. and Quinch are tired of you thinking that they're answering letters just to spread violence and suffering. And uh, then they answer a question from Baffled in Oxford about their milk constantly being stolen when it's delivered, which what? Uh, I just I can't imagine a world where there's actually a milkman delivering milk. But I guess that's still the case. In 19- I can't believe
1: England's. that in the world where milkmen deliver milk, that someone would be a fucking milk thief.
0: That's pretty messed up, and that's why the boys suggest massive retaliation, filling a yeah. milk bottle with an with the unstable liquid explosive Megadeth Flash, wait for the milk to be uh, to be stolen, and then wait for the boom to figure out who's been doing it.
1: I mean, exactly. How else are you going to know? Also, if all you have is uh, stale
0: cornflakes because you have no milk, you can just sell them on the planet Glowlock 3, where such things are an expensive delicacy.
1: Hey, why not? What did you know? These guys are just helping everybody out. They see all the angles, dude. Mm-hmm. And speaking of
0: things from different angles, Fox. Oh, Thrill Nine, Future Shocks. Yeah, just the one. Just the one. This one's kind of a weird one. Um, yeah, I don't.
1: Have, it's fine.
0: It's a story called His Name Was Janice. Scripter about John Sones. art about Dave Dan Dantique. Letting robot uh, Christine Michelle. I think might be this, their first lettering job. I don't know. Barney doesn't really track letters very well, so it's hard to have knowledge of that one. Mm. Um, anyhow, one of the only appearances by John Sones in the Prague, and this is sort of sort of two different stories telling a very similar tale. They both open with uh, the William Blake uh, "Tiger, Tiger" poem. You know, what mm. force can contain the savage? Uh, uh, your your cemeteries or whatever. And in this case, the fearful cemetery is wandering a forest, seeing a body, and then seeing the full moon, though it's told two different ways. On the left side, there's a guy who sees a scarecrow, and then there's a werewolf who sees a farmer he's just eaten. So we're sort of meant to imagine that this is a guy walking through the woods, he sees the full moon, then becomes a werewolf, kills a farmer, and sees the moon again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotcha. And they sort of... Yeah, they echo each other, so his name is Janice. Janice is like the two-headed god that sort of looks in both directions at once. Mm. You know, all that stuff. You you got me. It's fine. It's fine. Perfectly yeah. fine. Fine stuff. Little two-pager. And with that, Fox.
1: Oh man, my, it's my favorite part, Conrad.
0: We finished the thrills and the comics for May and June, nineteen eighty-seven for 2018. products five twenty three to five twenty six. And with that, I have one question for you.
1: What would that be? Top and bottom thrills. Identify them and justify your choices. Oh, my God. All right. So I'm going to do that. Top spot. Very hard. Not easy. Going to have to think about it. Bottom spot. Very easy. No one's going to like me. I'm going to say Rogue Trooper. Oh,
0: you don't like that Rogue Trooper? It's long standing Fox stance.
1: I know, I know, and it's only because I'm letting Mean Team do a full four progs before I shit on it completely. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I mean, I've mentioned this before, it's getting, I mean, you put this really well, it's getting too cyclical, we've already seen this a lot before, I'd like to know what a little bit more of the plot is. I get Mm -hmm. that this is a weekly thing, I get the defenses for it, and I am not saying that those people are wrong, but Jesus Christ, this still feels the same. You'd think with, like, some breather and a decent idea in their hands, uh, they'd, they'd kind of go somewhere with it. I'm not seeing it yet, um, and I'd like to be excited for it. And in terms of top, Conrad, mm. the difficulty here is that I've got this three-person show with Strontium Bitch going on right now, which <laughs> is fucking fantastic. But on the other hand, uh, along the same doggy angle, I got Anderson's side division... Really ramping up, making me excited here. Yeah. So what am I supposed to choose, Conrad? <laughs> Hard guess, choices, buddy, for sure. I guess you know, and I've been giving it to Strontium Dog for a little while. I think I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to say that I am very, very excited for where uh, side division is going to go.
0: Nice, yeah. That ad- addition of Judge Hershey's always a fun one, you know. Oh, I, I mean, I like the, when she the, shows up.
1: The compelling twist of Orlock, like that was. That was a real deal. I was like, cool, I'm glad that I'm right, but I the reason that I guessed it was because I wished it to be so and not because I didn't. And now I'm Yeah. I'm just stoked. And you know what? I'm gonna temper some of this flame a little bit, Conrad. I'm gonna get it to some nice cool coals while we heat it up with your illustrious top and bottom thrills. What were they, please? Oh man.
0: Okay, um I think eh. I'll join you with um, Rogue Trooper in my, at my bottom, I guess.
1: Solidarity.
0: Um, not really liking this hit story that much, and I do. I really feel like we're just we've hit the same beats two or three times. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like we could. It would like we've all like they've hacked Yanto's computer twice. They, you know, they've been in situations to kill Yanto at least once, and maybe you know, still waiting to do it again. Um,
1: The greatest sin is that of the unthrilling thrill, right?
0: Yeah, and, like, they're, like, and, like, the fact that, like, I don't care who's making Rogue do this that much. (laughs) Like, whether it's aliens or, um, Rogue officer guys, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's aliens. I'm fine with it being aliens or whatever. And, I don't know, like, the, uh, so the intrigue element isn't really selling it for me. Mm. Um...
1: And the action's just getting repetitive.
0: Yeah, and so after that, I'm just sort of like, okay, like let's just let's confirm this. So let's get going on this, you know, <clears throat> like when he's not ju- like. And I just don't like. I don't understand why he isn't just killing Yon-Toe. I feel like he's come face to face with him post double like two or three times as well, you know. Right. Like, just just take the shot, like whatever. If you aren't going to do it, don't do it. But I mean, I don't know. It just feels. I'm there like- with you like they're just sort of buying time or something like that and i really don't appreciate that especially like like spending like like we're going to just take some time and play this story out it makes more sense maybe like 300 progs ago and like the 200s or something yeah when, when that was more the older school story of the day you know what i mean mm-hmm. but here in the 500s, like, that's just not how you how we're doing thrills anymore. And so it makes nah, it feel man. like a throwback to an older, kind of inferior
1: way of telling stories in the pre 2000s You, you want some plot coming through on your goddamn story at least once an episode, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like, I don't know,
0: like, after, like, when you compare Rogue here to, like, Torquemada, where oh, it's five God. progs and they're just get in, get out, advancing things, you know? Or
1: I mean, even, every page is utilized. You know what I yeah. mean?
0: Or, or even like Dread, where you know, in the, ty- in the time it takes for Rogue to sort of advance one plot beat, Dread's told two complete stories. You know, like exactly, sort of, and and like, fought rats several times. Yeah. Like now is the ate time. A rat burger. You know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, for my top, whew, there's a couple real standouts this time. I'm I know. really liking Anderson as well. Like the art's really great, and it really feels like um like a more adult story, I guess. Like it feels yeah. like, um, like this like intrigue and like the sexiness or whatever, like those two things combined yeah. kind of makes it feel like a more like PG 13 or like a, like, like 9 PM kind of TV show <laughs> instead of an 8 PM TV show. Exactly. I and and I, I'm liking that um, Strontium dog remains super strong. Just like, you know, like just that moment of them just having a peaceful time at the lake You know, and, like, shooting slingshots at Ronald Reagan is such a ridiculous thing that I I, I really liked. I Um, think we all
1: remember sitting by the river as kids shooting pellets at Ronald Reagan's butt.
0: Definitely. It was very, very nostalgic. Um, (laughs) But I think, actually, this time for my top, I'm going to pick Judge Dredd. Ooh, Give us like, those
1: reasons, baby.
0: I really like these two judge Dredd stories um the uh the the rat one was really great um mm-hmm. just like dread fighting these rats I liked all like in the first episode I liked all the all the puns and little rat references and stuff and then the twist that they're like gonna use the rats for meat to sort of survive is, it had a very mega yeah. city one feel to it yeah. <laughs> Like Ugh. just that like hey we can't afford to look over like um these monsters because they have a use for our future society God. and then i i liked the raggedy man story um it was a it was a simple story but yeah. i liked um i you know we didn't really get into it that much but like the the narration had a very like storybook kind of feel to it Um, I like when we just sort of see some stuff of like uh, judges going on a long walk and then checking up on um, them.
1: Yeah, that's – like I think that's super interesting and and like interesting or I think it would be interesting for us to see other judges who have. I mean we have in the past but, you know, it's an interesting topic.
0: No, I I definitely – I definitely think characters that have been on a long walk and being able to check in on them and what's happening would be interesting. really interested to see uh, characters we know that have gone, um, mm-hmm. like, come back or do stuff, you know, which will, you know, I, I, I don't want to beard this Lily too much, but we'll get into it um, eventually. And, um, yeah, I think it's just sort of interesting thing. I like the insanity of the Raggedy Man and just having Hell Trekkers back, too. It's fun to sort of know that that – plot point of of, of, of mega city one is, isn't forgotten you know that we're still yeah sort of being and
1: like, and they they still effectively have a similar makeup there's like a, a trail leader and all of this other shit that you were kind of seeing before and it's yeah. if you're if you'd read the comic you're like oh fuck cycle continues that sucks
0: yeah exactly but yeah sort of double it it, it just sort of revives that concept in two thousand mm. in, uh, in in mega city one um, yeah so I thought that was really great and I don't know I, I just like that uh, series of stories Think of beauty man yeah. we did it and and we're about to get some real cool stuff with everything else so I'm really excited about that too yeah awesome I hope everybody enjoyed the show you can find Space Spinner 2000 of course on iTunes Tish or the Google Play Store Spotify or our podcast site SpaceSpinner2000.com feel free to contact us at space spinner 2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our facebook instagram or twitter pages on twitter we're at spacebinner 2k for everything else just look up space spinner 2000 and we should be there and come back next time as the wolf's plan goes into action a fairly hyper man arrives in mega city one bad jack keller learns his past rogue uh-huh. trooper leads a revolt and dr and Quinch continue with the advice uh, man. Dance, yeah, man. Yeah. And until then, I'm Conrad at Fox, and we Don't, don't and
1: So, shall we talk about all of the nice butts of 2000 AD? I'm so ready for these butts, Fox. There are so many nice butts. They they go in for the low angle butt shot constantly, man. You're just like, you see all these buns.
0: Comics really grown up, you know? It's the only way I can explain it.